let me tell you, you guys are a challenging bunch, but in the best way possible. So if you follow me over on social, you have seen that I asked you today, what do you want me to talk about? Um, I know I had hinted that I was going to create a post on social media about our time in the van and what it was like with a three and a half year old. But also I've got a lot of nutrition topics that I want to discuss more on the health side. So I took to you over on socials and said, what do you want me to record for this Friday? Because as of this recording, it is Wednesday and I need to get this out into the universe and prepared for your ears Friday morning. Well, it was 54 to 46%. Uh, that's awfully close. The good news is no matter what order I release these, you're going to get all of it. So for today, I am going to take a little bit of time and talk about our trip. We drove from Pennsylvania up to Voyagers National Park, which is in Michigan, I think, over through into Canada to Alberta, Banff, down into Montana to Glacier National Park and back. Our trip back was one for the record books as we had an emergency at home. I will dive into all of that. So for today, I am going to talk a little bit about our travel, what my nutrition and fitness looked like, what it looked like with a three and a half year old. We're going to get nitty gritty with it. And next week I will be back with more nutrition fitness related topics. As always, if you could take two minutes and go over to wherever you're listening to this, go give me five stars, rate and review. If you've been here for more than two episodes, please do your due diligence, help a girl out and go rate and review. The only way that this is going to spread and more people will know about it is if you guys give me some love. And I know that there are more than five of you listening on a weekly basis. And I have all the analytics to show that. So the five of you that did give me a review, mwah, thank you. Everyone else, please go while you're listening, take your phone out and go give me a review, share me on social, do what you got to do. I will be forever grateful. All right. So driving lots of miles, lots of hours. Let's dive in. Okay. I lied. One more thing. Do you know I send out a weekly newsletter? Yes. Right to your inbox. I'm going to share with you the nitty gritty, the deep, the personal, a little bit of information about me, some things that I may be going through or not. I send out hacks and tips and tricks to make sure you're managing your mindset, your nutrition, and your fitness. I also share a recipe. I share recaps from my podcast, this little space here, my blog, and my website. And this is where you get first dibs on any sales or freebies that I'm offering. So please make sure you are on that list. You do not want to miss it. Head over to my website, gmkcoaching.com. You can sign up right there and get your first freebie when you sign up. Okay, now onto the show. Hi, I'm GM, a nutrition and movement educator. After 18 years in the industry and recently becoming a mom, my world has been shifted. That combination of motherhood and industry experience left me feeling like I have some valuable stories to share. This is a space where we will talk all things movement, motherhood, food, and more. My goal is to give you the tools to fuel your life, understand how to fill your cup, and finally feel good in both your skin and body. My goal is to help you learn a lot, laugh some, and finally understand how to honor the season of life that you are in. Five thousand five hundred twenty-five miles round trip, a total of ninety-five point five hours. Forty-three of those hours on the drive home alone. 
that's what we just completed. So me and my son and my husband, my son is three and a half. We left on September 17th. It was a Sunday. My husband got off of work at 7 a.m. We picked him up at where his at his place of work. We got in the van and we headed west. Our first stop was Voyagers National Park in Michigan. This is a random hole in the wall. If you have never heard of it, I hadn't heard of it either until I read one of my son's camping books. How fun, little kids books teaching me things. But it was about 20 hours away and that was our first stop. We had all day Sunday and Monday to get there. So we hit the ground running. Our goal was to get somewhere closer to 10 hours done on day one so that on day two, we were able to simply hurry up, get there and have some time exploring the park because what's the point of going if you're not gonna have time to explore? We packed everything we could think of as far as keeping my son occupied. So that's a big ask for a three and a half year old. I recognize that and I totally understand that. Um, what did I do to prepare? And this has been a common question that I got when we were on the trip. Well, first things first is I went to the dollar store. I spent $10 on 10 different gifts and I wrapped all 10 of them in pizza wrapping paper because why not? I got things like shape flashcards. I got a new box of crayons and a Paw Patrol coloring book. I got, I don't even remember, little trucks. I got a lot of educational and art things because the last thing I wanted was 87 little trucks floating around the van, right? So I did the best I could there. I also went to TJ Maxx earlier that week and I got two books because we love books. I ordered a new pack of Yotto cards because we love our story player. And I also got a small box of, I'm not sure what they're called. They're not magnetiles, they're another off-brand, but it was $8 for a box of 40 little mini magnetiles. Yes, please. And I came equipped with knowing we did not want to lean on the screen for more than an hour a day. And also we were going to be in the car for eight hours, having all of those packed, all of those wrapped, ready to go. We hit the ground running and we made a plan on the way out because on the way home, it's like all hands on deck. Let's just get there. We made a plan on the way out is let's stop every two and a half to three hours. What we did is we would drive, drive, drive. As we got close to the time we wanted to stop, I would scour the internet for a skate park. And every two and a half to three hours, we would get out, stretch our legs, walk for coffee. Again, we were, yes, a little bit crunched for time, but it wasn't that big of a deal. We were on our own schedule. So Wilder was able to ride his bike at the skate park, Matt stretched his legs, and I would just pace and get steps. I had a great time exploring new neighborhoods. And that is kind of what kept us all seen on the ride out. Everything went well as far as screen time goes. We did download a couple episodes of Llama Llama, Daniel Tiger. I don't even remember what else. I downloaded Adora on a whim. He had never watched Dora before, but we kept it to no more than three episodes a day, the entire day. Most of his episodes were about 20 minutes long. So that was under an hour for screen time, which I was really concerned about because let's face it, you're in the car for 10 hours with a child. The screen is really easy and dude gets to be a total demon child. I'm just going to say it when he gets too much screen time. He is not the same human as when he doesn't have a lot of screen time. So I wanted to limit it in order for us to have a really good vacation, because if we didn't, everything would be about the screen. Maybe we're weird here, but that's just something that we believe in heavily. So 
we did a really good job of taking turns driving, planning our stops accordingly, and making sure that we had other activities because I couldn't just say, sorry, sit there, we're stopping in two hours, do what you gotta do. No, I felt like if I'm not gonna give him the screen in the car, it's my responsibility to help keep him occupied. At home, it's a different story. Go ahead, be bored. But in the car, it's a totally different story. So the ride out to our first stop to about 20 hours away was actually pretty seamless. We parked in a truck stop that night. Um, I think Matt went to bed around 11. I woke up around three to get at least some of the driving done and out of the way while Wilder was sleeping because it's so much easier to do when that happens. And day two, we got to the park, had time to explore. We saw the Northern Lights that night. How wonderful of a surprise. If you never have the chance, if you ever have the chance to go to Voyagers National Park, I cannot re recommend it enough. It was, it's a very um, water-based park. So they do recommend you rent a boat or canoes, but we were able to hike a few trails that were actually really awesome. Lots of good views. Fun fact, I wanted to get to a lake. I stepped in, I got a leech on my foot. No, thank you, got out immediately. Um, but like I said, we saw the Northern Lights. The campground that we stayed in was great. It was on part of the waterways that Voyager is surrounds, I guess. I don't know how you say that, um, but it was a great time. How did it go for me driving out the first two days in the car? Well, listen, if you are human, which you are, we all know that it's very easy to snack on garbage food on road trips. So day one, I did my best to plan for success. I ate almost exactly as I would had I been home. I had a bacon or no, an egg and cheese on a bagel for breakfast. I've been having them at home. I tracked all of it, right? Just out of sheer curiosity. For lunch, I had my perfect bar and some turkey and an apple. I made sure that I packed the blender and in our van that we travel in, which I didn't tell you about the van, but we have a camper van. Um, we have a fridge and a freezer. So I had some frozen bananas. And at one of our stops, I made myself a protein smoothie. And for dinner, I think we stopped at a Panera and I got half a soup turkey chili and half a sandwich, which was the Mediterranean veggie, right? I made a priority to make sure I was prioritizing protein every meal. I was trying to eat as normal as possible, even though there were Pringles and popcorn littered throughout the van, I knew I wouldn't feel good. Also, let's be honest, I'm sitting. I don't need a ton of food, a ton of carbs, especially when I'm sitting doing nothing. And it worked out. I also made sure I had some vegetables. We snacked on mini carrots and mini cucumbers. Day one was a smashing success. Day two, again, same thing. I had an egg and cheese on a bagel for breakfast because it's a pretty macronutrient friendly meal, right? You have your egg and your cheese, your protein, your fat, your carb is your bagel. Yes, thank you. Um, I think I actually had that for second breakfast. For first breakfast, we stopped at a Starbucks and I got a pumpkin cold foam Americano with hot water and I put it in instant oats and added a scoop of protein in it. So day two is also off to a great start. Lunch was my turkey and perfect bar. I had an apple and some carrots throughout the day. And then for dinner, we barbecued. We had hamburgers and um, beyond sausages, some roasted veggies, I think, because we were set up at camp. So again, my food doesn't really change whether I'm on the road or not. Again, things shifted a little bit later on in the week, but I came prepared for the first two days knowing, hey, we're gonna be on the road. I'm going to wanna make sure I'm set up for success. And this is something that takes a lot of practice. I have experience in tracking macros. So I recognize 
when I'm eating enough protein. Is it specifically 130 grams? No, it's not. It was probably closer to like 115 and 120, but I remembered what's the point of this vacation? It's not to be specific with my macros. It's not to track macros. It's to make sure I'm well-fed, I'm well-fueled for the hiking and the activity we would be doing, and that I feel good. And I know if I eat garbage, I am not going to feel good. So I made sure that my food was taken care of. Same thing for my family. As far as movement goes, like I said, every time we stopped, I went for a walk. I moved my body. I found myself a few times getting out of the car, stretching, sitting there playing around on my phone and whoa, 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 put an AirPod in, put a uh, podcast on and get some steps in. A couple of times I sat and I did a couple sun salutations under a tree. I put my feet in the grass. I needed to ground myself and stretch my body. So that's what some of the pit stops looked like. But I capitalized every time we stopped moving my body because again, you're sitting for 18 hours. That, that's not fun. The next stretch of trip was another 26 hours, I think. No, another 16 hours from Voyagers National Park all the way up to Banff in Alberta, Canada. Uh, this was a very boring ride. It was just flat. You would think, oh, Canada, it's going to be mountainous and beautiful. Well, the central part of America is flat and farmland. Why would I think a little further north it would be any different? I don't know. So it was very flat, straight roads for miles and miles and miles. And again, all I wanted to do was eat, but I set myself up for success. I prioritized protein at every meal. I had quote unquote healthy snacks available. I had the carrots and the cucumbers and the apples. I purchased myself extra mini perfect bars and the pretzels that I like. And I treated myself to fair life protein shakes. Again, I didn't eat as similarly as I do at home because I'm starting to get low on supplies at this point, but I always prioritize those few things. One is protein, two is making sure I'm actually eating meals and not just snacking all day long, and three, do I have some color in my meal? Um, one thing that's worth noting is rather than thinking of when you eat as a snack, think of them as mini meals, and that's sort of what I did. When you have a snack, a handful of pretzel does the job right? Well, if you have a meal, you're not going to have just a baked potato. You're going to have some sort of protein or meat with it and a vegetable on the side. So every time I chose to eat, it wasn't simply a handful of pretzels. It was, okay, how can I get some protein in with this? How can I make this a mini meal? And that was sort of rule of thumb throughout the entire trip. Once we got to Canada, again, we stocked up on supplies, hitting grocery stores, and it was the same old as what I eat at home. Yes, I had some indulgences. We went to coffee shops where I had a chocolate croissant and um, we made s'mores at night and there were things out of the ordinary. But here's the thing. When you set your life up, when you set your lifestyle up to be so that you don't feel like you're deprived. You don't feel like, oh, I cannot wait until I get my cheat meal. I cannot wait for the weekend because I'm going to face plant into food. When you're living a life where I'm going to go ahead and say it. Food freedom is a thing and you're adequately fed and you actually enjoy the things that you're eating. You're not depriving yourself. Traveling is not that big of a deal, right? Of course, if I was in a different country, trying different delicacies of that location, it might look a little bit differently. We went to Belize a few years ago and fry jacks were, was what I survived on. And it's a fried piece of tortilla. It is not healthy, but that's not what I was doing. I was in Canada and the U.S., I can go grocery shopping. I have full control over what I'm putting into my mouth. It did require me to communicate. It did require me to think ahead. I had to pivot, but I have practice in doing all of this at home. So why can't I take it on the road with me? And this is 
just another argument, another case for you to take the time to focus on your nutrition at home and understand how can you make it part of your life and not your entire life? How can you make it so that you feel like you are well-fed, you have energy, and also you're not deprived. You're not constantly distracted by thoughts of food and wondering when your next meal is because that's not how it's supposed to be. So we got from Banff down to Glacier, Montana. And again, it was more of the same. We stopped at a grocery store before entering the park. We loaded up on stuff to grill at night. The one night I actually used my pressure cooker. Really easy recipe is um, four cups of veggie broth, a cup of quinoa dried, a cup of lentils dried, a bag of mixed veggies, throw it all in, pressure cook it for eight minutes. Then once that is completed, pressure cook some chicken breast so you can shred it for eight minutes, mix the chicken in or not if you're vegan like my the rest of my family, and voila, you have a nice stew, purchase a nice loaf of sourdough from your local bakery, and you have a hearty meal that's going to keep you warm in the 34 degree Canadian evenings and also fill your belly. And guess what? You'll probably have leftovers, right? So it's nothing sexy. It's nothing complicated. That was actually a fairly easy meal. But that's what Glacier looked like. That's what Banff looked like. And then we got a phone call. So if you are an avid biker, you probably know of going to the Sun Road. It is this bucket list bike ride in Glacier. This is a famous road. And cyclists have been known to bike up it and bomb down it. It is a very gnarly road with steep cliffs. It's a beautiful, beautiful drive. My dad and Matt spent the day riding, going to the Sun Road. How cool is that? Did I mention my parents were there? My parents were there. They had their own RV. We more or less, um, what's it called? Caravan out there. Wilder had the best time with his papa riding their bikes at every skate park. It was seriously, it's the best when my parents come. But Matt and my dad spent the day doing riding to the riding, going to the Sun Road. My mom, Wilder and I, I grabbed the pack and we hiked six miles to Avalanche Lake. Again, this was in Glacier National Park. It was a perfect day. We get done from our hike, they get done from their ride. We have some lunch in the van. We head back to camp, we're setting up and we get a phone call. Our big pit nipped our little chihuahua in the perfect spot in her eye and she might lose her eye. And on top of it, our dog sitter who was supposed to take over um, in two days was now unavailable, last minute. So we had decisions to make. What are we going to do? No one's going to watch our dogs in two days. And also, this is a big deal. Our dog might need surgery. She might lose her eye. What the heck is happening? So what went from a really high on life type of day turned dark real quick. Matt and I went back and forth. We built a fire. We had some s'mores. Wilder spent the evening riding bikes with my dad around the campground like they had every night. And at 8 p.m. that Monday night, we packed up, ship, and we headed east. Our vacation was cut short by four days. We were supposed to be in Glacier until Thursday or Friday. Uh, Total bummer, but also you got to do what you got to do. Your pets are your family, right? So we headed east. It was 32 hours of drive time over the course of 43 hours. It was intense. And also I would do it again because it was fairly easy. We had probably three or four surprises left for Wilder wrapped. My mom luckily also came equipped with a couple of surprises for him, some sticker notebooks, activity notebooks. Um, Remember those old highlight magazines where you can like search for hidden objects, a lot of that sort of thing. So with 
43 hours to drive 32 hours. We, again, were back to trying to entertain Wilder. Matt and I were both exhausted. Night one, he drove until 1.30 a.m. I was up by 3.30 a.m. driving. Night two, he drove until 1.30 again. I was up by 2.30 driving east. We made it home in two days. We were home by, we left Monday at 8 p.m. The campground inside of Glacier, basically at Lake McDonald. And we were pulled into our driveway at 10 after three Monday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Like I said, it was intense. Wilder was a freaking champ though. Like, can I tell you, he slept totally fine while we were driving. He woke up and was refreshed and happy and resilient. And I can't help but wonder, is it because we've been doing this since he is six months old, right? We asked a lot of him. It was, it was a great trip, but it was a lot. It was a lot for me, the sleeping situation, the driving, not even just the intense ride home, but in general, the whole trip. It was a lot, but we've been doing this while with Wilder since he was six months old. Actually, at four months, we took him down to um, Shenandoah National Park and the Smoky Mountains. And then at six months, we drove to Colorado and the Tetons. And then we skipped a year because Matt was having surgery um, and our house was being demolished. We were planning a big renovation. So obviously, our resources were better spent working on our house. So 2021, we did not travel. 2022, again, we went west. We went to the Tetons. We went to Rocky Mountain National Park. We went to Teddy Roosevelt. We went to five or six national parks out west last year. And then again this year. So Wilder will be four in February. And this is his third cross-country trip. And dude is resilient. And I can't help but think it's because we're, we're doing things with him. We're living our life with him. We're choosing the hard, like sitting with him and coloring and sitting with him and using the highlights finders rather than turning the screen on. We're doing the best we can, but it's paying off because he is resilient. He's excited. He tells everyone how happy he is to go camping and he appreciates nature. We were at the top of a hike called the Beehive in Banff and it overlooks Lake Louise, which if you've seen my pictures or you've been there, you know it is the bluest glacial lake you probably have ever laid your eyes on. We're sitting at the top of the mountain. He goes, mom, it is just so beautiful here. This is the bluest lake I've ever seen. The most innocent and genuine comment from a three and a half year old. He talked about the sunsets and the sunrises and how wonderful some of the hikes we were. Like using language that a three and a half year old probably wouldn't typically use when talking about nature. It was really, it was awesome. The whole experience was awesome and I can't wait to do it again next year. And as awesome as it was, I will be transparent. There were hard moments. There were moments where Matt and I got frustrated with each other because it's a lot of time in a small space. There were moments where Wilder had his meltdown because he's three and a half and he's going to meltdown and he wants 37 lollipops for breakfast, but he can't have 37 lollipops for breakfast, even though they're right in front of him. There were times where 60 minutes of screen time wasn't enough and he wanted 75 more episodes. And if we would have let him, he would have taken it. And there were moments on that intense ride home where I probably turned on one too many episodes, but for the most part, it was more good than it was bad, if that makes sense. I did have one question that I thought was interesting that I wanted to address here. Someone had messaged me in a Q&A box asking me how I deal with fitness when we are on the road. And this is something that I think can be approached in many different ways. 
when we travel, we are very active. We are hiking every single day. We brought our bikes, so we went for bike rides. I made a point to get out and run trails as often as I could. It wasn't as often as I would have liked, but I still got out and moved. More importantly, we have to remember when we take trips, whether it is to a all-inclusive resort or you're traveling and hiking and chasing mountains like we were, you have to remember why you're going away. And you also have to remember, you're probably not going away for more than seven to 10 days at a time. In order for you to lose all your gains over that course of that time, you have to practice some really crappy behavior. You have to be totally YOLO, buck wild with your entire lifestyle, not drinking water, eating trash food, not sleeping, right? When you travel, it's not so that you can be strict with your food. It's not so that you can be a slave to the fitness. Here's a fun fact. It only takes one seventh the amount of stimulus to maintain what you have when it comes to strength and exercise. What does that mean? That means if right now you work out seven days a week and you travel, if you work out one day over the next seven, you're going to maintain what you had. You likely don't work out seven days a week. You li likely work out, we'll say on average four days. So if you only have to work out one seventh of, I'm sorry, hang on. <laughs> I was trying to do math and talk to you at the same time, GM, that doesn't work. So if you only work out four days a week, one seventh of that is half a day, like a half an hour. Like what? You could work out a half an hour the entire time you're gone over the course of seven to 10 days and you're going to maintain. So really, is it that big of a deal if you get a 30 minute workout in while you're gone? It's not actually. So being able to go into your vacation, feeling prepared, having a plan, knowing what your minimums are, identifying them, managing your expectations around what's going to happen when you're gone and also expectations for when you're home, having an exit plan for when you get home and you want to transition back into your happy, normal, healthy lifestyle. Those are things that are going to benefit your vacation more than stressing out about trying to get a workout and trying to find weights, trying to find a gym to drop into. There's something also to be said, an argument about like, Hey, you probably could use a deload week. When was the last time you intentionally took a week off? When was the last time, not for sickness or for another stressful event, right? You were just happy and healthy and just took five days away from the gym. Probably, probably hasn't happened in a really long time, if ever, right? So there's, there's validity to doing it on vacation just for the sake of taking time away and being on vacation. So that's how I approached our trip. Um, truth be told, we got home and I was all hyped to get back into exercise and I have a marathon in six and a half weeks. I have all this running I want to do. I had a big week of fitness planned just because I was excited for it. Not because I'm making up for it, not because I'm punishing myself, but because I truly love moving my body in the ways that I choose. And I hurt my neck and now I'm all bummed out because I had to take a third week off unexpected, not for good reason, but well, it's a good reason. I have an injury, right? But it doesn't feel like a good enough reason. So here we are trying to put my ego aside, give myself the rest it needs. And I'm also trusting the fact that my body knows what it's got to do. So once I am healthy and able to get back to moving, maybe the first week will probably suck, right? But after that, my lungs will be back. My strength will be back. It is not all lost. In fact, with the stress of traveling and driving and not sleeping great, I probably did more benefit by prioritizing simply steps, even now with the neck injury. Okay, this feels really self-indulgent, but that's how our trip went. That's how I managed my nutrition, my expectations, my movement, my fitness, my joy. That's how we managed a three and a half year old. 
that's how, that you got it there. That's that's it. That's the meat and bones of our Go West 2023 trip. Little insider information next week or we next week I wish next year we are actually going north. We are planning on going up to Maine and Nova Scotia. So five hours to our first destination sounds a lot nicer than twenty hours. It was totally worth it. I would totally do it again. But as I always say over on the socials. As great as it is to travel, it is also equally as great to come home because I love my house, I love my life, and I wouldn't want it any other way. All right, enough of me. If you appreciated this episode, please share it. Let me know. Next week, I will be back with less about me, I promise, and more about nutrition, fitness. As always, if you have any topics, any questions, please make sure you reach out and share it with me. I'm always open for ideas. All right, until next week, friends.